Hello, lovely podcast people. Uh, I hope you're well, wherever you are in the world, probably doing steps, as you always tell me, so I hope those steps are going well. I am exhausted today because I did some steps in the form of running, so I've almost fell asleep trying to just prepare for this podcast, um, and it's now 11.15 at night. So my circadian rhythms are going to be completely screwed because of all these lights in my eyes. But anyway, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, this podcast is about collagen. I said last week, I think, I was going to start, whilst I already have done, but make uh, another concerted effort to go through and answer listener questions from the form on my website, martinmcdonald.com, martin-mcdonald.com, forward slash N-A-N-P, I believe. And uh, there's a form there where you can fill in stuff. And uh, yeah, this one is something that just came up in so many questions. So I thought, do you know what? It probably, even though it's a bit boring for me, deserves its own podcast where people can just be pointed towards, I can point people towards, you guys can post it about informing people. So collagen supplements, they are obviously why, you know, it's a bit like um, CBD. You know, when CBD came out, Everyone jumped on the bandwagon because it's a new place to just make money. And people love making stuff up to make money, don't they? What a sad world we live in. <clears throat> um, collagen's been around for a while, a long time. And again, it's just the, the, the number of claims about it are crazy. So the, the other thing I will say is gelatin is also part of this discussion, which is quite an interesting thing when you think how you know how expensive some of the supplements on the shelves are around collagen, you know, particularly targeting the beauty standards, the beauty industry, whatever you want to call that, aesthetics. People will pay a lot of money if, uh, you know, a famous celebrity with nice, you know, naturally nice skin, then with loads of makes, makeup, then touched up a million times using digital programs. And then they go, I'm taking this. And then you look at the research and um, you know that they're lying. But I will say there is some positive here that I'm going to talk about. But before I go there, the interesting thing is, therefore, how much they can charge for a product with a brand that uh, someone is and, and that someone is promoting. And the issue is, is that people then think expensive means effective. Uh, my PA, fo you know, follows loads of, um, I don't know, beauty type people and um, talk about different creams and, and, you know, some ingredients that you should be going for and saying, you know, this product's fantastic. And, I, you know, I was in Home Bargains. If you're around the world, that's, it's just like a super, super cheap. They don't let you, here's a funny one. They don't let you go in Home Bargains with your own bags. You know, it's like, did you bring your own bags today? You know, yes, cool. Uh, you know, insane reason, like you save yourself five or 10p, whatever. You're not allowed. I took my own bags in to good for the environment and I was told I wasn't allowed to and he looked and I was like are you kidding me and he was like wow it's just you know I'm, it's okay this time I'm there like dressed smart in my work clothes with my babies you know dressed re you know really quite smart uh you know a shirt like a really smart looking like my gray jacket if you ever seen it so just smart right and he's like, mm, sorry, sir, you can't, have, you can't bring your own 
plastic bags in with you. And he basically goes, yeah, it's just the, it's a home bargains rule. The type of clientele we get, um, we don't allow people to bring their own shopping bags. I was like, oh my goodness. So basically people thieving stuff. But anyway, where was I? It's cheap. It's really cheap. And uh, anyway, I bought some skin products. I just thought, you know, I'll try this out. Uh, it's specific for blemishes. Had some ingrowing hairs, and then they'd give me little blemishes. It was annoying me, so I just got this thing. Anyway, she she was like, "Oh my goodness, it's uh, I can't can't remember which. It wasn't. Is it salicylic acid or uh, there's another one? Anyway, one of the oh no, it was maybe nicotinamide, niacinamide. Anyway, one of the ones, and it said what percentage it was, and her one, which is like a million times as expensive, has the same percentage of niacinamide or whatever what whatever ingredient it was anyway people like to spend a lot of money because it the placebo effect is greater if you spent more money on it where was i the point of me telling you that is you can get collagen um you know hydrolyzed collagen in powder form of whatever amazon etc you can get gelatin which essentially is a man processed uh, you know essentially by processing collagen boiling collagen I believe you get gelatin and their bioavailability is very similar and their effect in the body is very similar for some of the things I'm going to talk about and you know interestingly gelatin is like the thing that is is almost used as a filler so in in like low quality protein brands you'll often get a high percentage of the protein coming like in protein bars coming from gelatin and the amino acid profile of gelatin and collagen is not great. It's not as good as, you, you know, your whey proteins. So it's not going to stimulate muscle protein synthesis as well. It's, it, it's far more ineffective at doing so. But in all of your sweets and in jelly, the gelatin in that is exactly what we're talking about here. So the the thing I'm just going to quickly start with, because it's it's an interesting area and there's some research on it, Keith Barr. Uh, you know, he he has come under some criticism by other researchers. He's maybe been a bit too taken by his own research. I don't, I, I'm not saying, you know, anything untowards about him or questioning too much, but I'm just sort of pointing out that, you know, he's providing brilliant information in this research, but maybe he's just a bit too on board with it, which is understandable when you've, it's a bit like with me and inositol, people might say that about me and inositol because I'm just like, oh my goodness, it just seems to have these amazing effects because you just end up getting told all of the positive uh, stories of when people use it and you know whether or not they're just coincidences half the time anyway. So he's done this research on tendon health and injury and basically supplementing with, I believe his first research was on just gelatin and vitamin C. I don't even think there was any collagen. And it was like 15-ish grams of gelatin. And uh, so you can literally, like he's even posted like recipes for just like jello cubes where you just mix Ribena, I think he uses. I think he does that for the vitamin C. So in the studies that vitamin C also promotes, it, it, and I think works synergistically, but it, I, I think it works alone. I'm not like strong on the mechanistic stuff in this area, but certainly showing that taking those together, so so like a few hundred milligrams of vitamin C with like 10 to 15 grams of gelatin, 
and and essentially then training let's say your achilles tendon through with eccentric exercise and it increases the collagen content and we get better healing and recovery from injury so there is this promise like gelatin is having that effect i will also say at this point there is a bit of a woo woo world within the paleo maybe type realms where people are avidly recommending bone broth which is essentially just boiling your bones and I, my mum used to do this to make stock and stuff after you've got you've got the chicken carcass after your roast chicken and then just boiling it but not for this reason but again it's a very inconsistent source of you know collagen and the amino acids uh, from bones etc so all of the weird and wacky and wonderful claims about that just ignore them so there's also stuff about hair and nails and really the evidence isn't strong for those things so hair and nails no just forget it gut health no just forget it like massive I don't even really know why there's such a big push around collagen for gut health and bone broth for gut health and gelatin for gut health. I don't, it's just, I think, another get a buzzword, get a product, sell it. Like I've, I, I've seen one study ever really looking at um, leaky gut and it was like, you know, not in humans. I think it was an in vitro study and using isolated cells and, um, I don't know, epithelial cell junctions were tighter with application of something or other. Anyway, I'm just trying to remember what I've read. It's, it's I mean, it's the same thing that you, you see when people like, cut out gluten. So, and zonulins. So, no, not there. Now, so I'm going to finish this with the last bit, which is really the most important, I suppose, interesting, is skin. And skin is the area where we can't just go, no, it's pointless. Like, there is evidence, all, albeit weak, slightly limited, I've got an itch on my back, <laughs> I can't reach, evidence that through oral supplementation, so topical, so rubbing it into your face, like putting the cream on your face and rubbing it in, is not doing it. You need to take it orally. Uh, the more I'm saying those words, the more my mind is wondering. My apologies. Uh, but yeah, and again, I'm not an expert in this area. I, I have read stuff over the years. Um, I believe the better topical applications are the retinoids a bit like you know your sort of vitamin e-esque creams but they're not going to go into talking about that here there is i'm trying to remember actually there's a good skin doctor i follow on instagram she posts some good stuff i can't remember her name what a pain never mind sorry about that whoever you are i don't want to guess her name because that's gonna that was just be embarrassing if i get it wrong so then a vitamin E based stuff, topical, seems to work. It was increasing antioxidant status in the skin cells, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, oral supplementation seems to, can increase, seemingly, collagen in the skin. And over time, skin elasticity obviously um, reduces and you get the presence of wrinkles that people are, you know, it's their choice, rightly or wrongly, that they don't want. I'm all for not aging gracefully, so I'm on board, but, you know, I'm 
going into a body image discussion here, which I don't want to do. But the the only thing that I will say is um, expensive supplements are just don't do it. Like there's there's no special fancy supplement companies do this on purpose like they, they will literally go and like make stuff up it happened with the whey proteins they're like oh it needs to be cross flow microfiltrated whey protein it needs to be cold pressed the heating that it's just rubbish they just make stuff up i remember when my protein i you know i was one of the first few thousand customers of my protein like when they were just first founded i was a moderator on their forum they're obviously now a multinational um, I think there's part of the hut group. Anyway, they everyone just slating them because they were doing stuff so cheaply, but they were just weren't wasting money on stuff that other companies waste money on, buying in bulk, etc. I remember you, the, the bags of whey you would literally get in an animal feed bag with a Ziploc tie, and like if the postman had like dropped your box, it just at the top, so your, bat, your box was just like full of white powder like it was all unflavored whey protein you just add your own flavor nest quick and anyway the good old days eh don't you know don't be wasting loads and loads of money you just you want to get collagen and the, the problem is is these studies just seem to be so wide-ranging it's like two to three grams up to about 10 grams a day and for extended periods like i would be saying like if this is something you really really care about and you can afford and you can find a way that's manageable for doing it you just want to be doing this daily like I th the studies i looked at are maybe like uh, i think around 90 days sorry i didn't actually i should have probably made a note of something like that but you know that there's many many different studies of different lengths of time i'm sure i saw one for like for 6 months and they are increasing collagen content elasticity uh skin cell hydration i believe is a term they often use um in those studies so th that's my answer when people go you know are these things worth it it it's a cost benefit analysis you need to perform on it it's doesn't make a big big difference and for that reason it's just you know it comes down to a financial cost uh, an effort cost time and effort cost uh you know for what perceived benefit and as long as it doesn't take away from other things like there are lots of things i mean uh, again not an expert in the area but skin uh uv damage on skin is likely to be much more um of an issue with regards to you know an issue if you don't want your skin to age i and i often I was kind of joking to my staff about this, but like gelatin in sweets, like I eat so many sweets. My PA again bought me this jar of squashies, my favorite sweets for Christmas. And she put eight bags of squashies in them. And then I had two bags given to me by someone else on one bag. I got a member of staff to buy me a few days earlier before I got this. So 11 bags of squashies, um, 11 times 160 grams. What's that? 1,760, correct. And that's 1.76 kilos of squashies and I nailed them in about four days over Christmas and uh, there's a you know, that's a lot of gelatin unfortunately I wasn't doing any eccentric exercise on my Achilles tendons but you know that's a fairly d daily occurrence for me all year round eating all of these jelly sweets that are made from gelatin and I've not got, I've not got bad skin despite being a bit of a sun worshiper when I can be but anyway something for you to ponder don't all go eating loads of sweets and sugar because of that. You know, check out cheap sources of, uh, you know, go go and, you know what, I'll post a link to Keith Barr's recipe. His recipe's more specific, you know, for tendon health, but it's, you know, same, same. 
uh, and it's super duper cheap and you just get these really chewy jello cubes that give you, I think it was like, I worked it out, it was like 16 grams of a mixture of gelatin and collagen, hydrolyzed, hydrolyzed collagen with vitamin C. Right, I hope that's helpful to you. It's um, a bit off kilter for me. Um, to talk about nutrition for skin health, but I hope it's helpful. Sp share it around. If you think it'd be helpful to people, probably just point them to these last like six or seven minutes rather than my earlier ramblings. And until next time, much love.